Hello everyone. Welcome to the first ever episode of Playtime with Shumi. I'm your playdate host Rati Girish and this is a fun space where we talk about play and all the questions parents have about playtime. A few days ago, I was at the bookstore and I thought I'd spend some time at the children's section. Though there were the usual names, classics like Goodnight Moon and some new entrants. And then I saw a few parents milling around a particular title. They were having some sort of heated discussion, so I was really intrigued and I peeked in. What did I see? Quantum physics for babies. Take a minute and let that title sink in. Quantum physics for babies. I guess whoever wrote that book knew exactly how babies could get a head start in this super competitive world, right? This was probably the first step to buying coding toys for toddlers. What's next? Years ago, just to go down a nostalgic trip, quantum physics and its assorted cousins trigonometry and stuff were meant to be dealt with only at school. Playtime was simple. We all stared at the clock until it was time to run out to play and then we simply played whatever was the it game of the season or just threw together a bunch of rules and made up a game. And then when mom called us, we ran back to dinner and homework. That in a nutshell explains my childhood. But kids today, or rather their parents, look at playtime very differently. There is a school of thought that believes children should learn while they play. So, are we approaching playtime right? And then should all play involve educational toys? To answer that question, why don't we look at one of the smartest people to ever live? Think smart and you have to think of Albert Einstein, right? So let's look at what toys did Einstein play with? Maya, Albert Einstein's sister, has been quoted in Albert Einstein by Tragfjö Sein Lebensbild that her brother loved playing puzzles, jigsaws and a construction kit. Apparently, Einstein enjoyed building houses of cards, playing with blocks, and this, researchers believe, laid the foundation for some of his greatest theories. That's probably why Einstein loved saying, play is the highest form of research. Sounds about right. That puts free play on one side and structured educational toys on the other. So does it matter what kind of toy you buy your child? Why don't we ask the real experts? Kabir is a seven-year-old boy who would have given a choice, just play the entire day. I will play with the toy as long as it's fun. It shouldn't be boring like homework. When I'm playing, I simply want to have fun. Educational toys are those that teach children important life skills while they play. Toys that teach STEM skills, coding, motor skills are all hot purchases in the toy market. Learning while they have fun? Now, what could be wrong with that? I can almost hear parents asking me that, right? What could be wrong if a child learns while they play? Nothing, nothing at all. It is just that educational toys already have an end goal in mind, that this is what your child should learn by the time they're done playing with this game. There are specific steps that they follow, and then once they reach the end of those instructions, they win. But did your child actually enjoy getting to the end? Did that experience mean something? You may never know. So what do parents need to look for when they buy toys? Meeta Sharma, founder Shumi Toys, says, 
VHU we believe that a toy should be 90% of the child who plays with it and 10% of the toy. Toys must provide hours and even years of free play to be genuinely educational. Isn't that interesting? Like Meeta says, a toy needs to only put in 10% of the effort. A lot of learning actually happens when parents join in the play. Here are some really cool tips you need to remember the next time you play with your kids. Here goes. First of all, do not think of the outcome. That is such a tiny part of play and having fun, right? Instead, enjoy the time you actually spend playing. Second, if you're playing with more than one child, make sure everyone chips in and contributes something. And the game doesn't always end up in competition. Third, and this is a really good one, forget the rules or at least try to be flexible. And finally, just because you are the adult in the situation, do not jump in to direct the play. I know it's really tough, but try and resist. Let the kids enjoy what they're doing, even if it is borderline silly. Trust me, they're actually learning. When you play blocks with your toddler, you encourage thinking by asking them questions. You could talk about stacking, colors, number of blocks, how tall the tower is. And it is through this conversation that your child is actually thinking and learning concepts. Similarly, with a robot coding toy, you could let your child figure it out. But would he learn a lot more if you solved it with him? Probably yes, right? So here is the bottom line, guys. If you want your child to think outside the box, then don't let their brains turn to mush by just placing them in front of the idiot box. Or don't try and buy them too many toys with way too many instructions. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Shumi Playtime podcast. For more interesting conversations on playtime and parenting, please do subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud. You could also follow us on Instagram and Facebook for regular updates. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, it's a play date.